Hey gang, welcome back to the Let's Level Up podcast. I'm your host, Rick Perez. This is episode 17, and uh, we're doing something kind of interesting right now. Um, I've I've set up a Gleam uh, campaign, and what happened, um, I love the game Bloodsuckers. It, it is a very awesome game. It's from Fireside Games, and... Um, I saw it on sale at Miniature Market. They had it on clearance or whatever uh, for a pretty good price. And I said, gosh, man, I need to get I haven't played this game forever. I got to get it. And I bought it. And I was sitting there and I put it on the shelf. And I don't know, maybe a week went by. And I'm looking at my shelf and I see a copy of Bloodsuckers and Shrink. And then I see a copy of Bloodsuckers, <laughs> not in Shrink. And I thought... Oh crap! I already have Bloodsuckers. I liked the game that much. I bought it a while ago, uh, and it just kind of got lost, I guess, in the move, and I uh, didn't realize I had it. So, we have an extra copy of Bloodsuckers. This is a game that is out of print right now. It pits vampires versus slayers. It is an awesome Halloween theme, uh, if you know, for this type of season. And we're gonna give away my bonehead mistake of buying an extra copy, uh, shipping anywhere in the world to you. Um, all you have to do to enter is go to Let's levelup.net and then click on the bloodsuckers um it's the halloween game giveaway uh, uh post there on the main website it should be the first uh within the first three or four uh so don't worry about scrolling too far um yeah i'm a bonehead but my mistake is your benefit uh and there are probably more of those to come who knows i don't know i, I feel i feel let me just introduce my guest, and maybe we could talk about that for a second. So I wonder if this is the only person that's ever happened to. Uh, maybe it is. Um, I'm really excited with my buddy here. Uh, you know him from Pub Meeple. His name is Mr. Brian Beach, or just Brian, as he likes to call himself. Uh, Brian, say hi to the folks. Hey, everybody. Uh, so have you have you ever done anything like that? Never in my life. You're the only <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> no, of course, of course. I mean... Uh, I, I honestly think that um, – but I'm trying to rack my brain as to when the last time I've done that. And it may have been – you know, we got two different Kickstarter accounts, one my personal one, and then we did one for Pub Meeple when we started. And I think I've actually backed a game multiple times, not because I wanted to throw <laughs> extra support, but because I was like, oh, I need to make sure I get that, you know. And uh, sure enough, I think I think that's happened. I may have caught it, though, before before fulfillment, but anyway – it's um it's unfortunate really because you know money's kind of tight with us right now and so when I noticed it my wife and I were playing I think Codename Duets or something and I saw it and I went oh no and she looked over and she's like what and I was like I I have two bloodsuckers <laughs> and she said what and I just pointed at the game she's like you bought a game that you already had I was like yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well speaking of uh, kickstarters that uh. I got an awesome email this morning about uh, fulfillment on a project you're working on. Oh uh, yes, yes. Yeah. To worms, you know, is being fulfilled soon, right? I mean, yeah, I something like early November or something no with the printers. November one, it should be. It should be. Uh, uh, either on its way already to the different distribution centers around the world, or. Um, getting to that very quickly but yeah. printing and everything should be done and complete uh november one and man, i'm excited for you man dude i i don't know uh <laughs> i have a lot of really uh really strong mixed emotions about this. i know this you do thing. i know you do and you know we we were talking through through some of that i know you had a lot of support from a lot of friends but i know like here at the pub we were we were like hurting with you and and then like 
you know, every victory, every step like this, though, always, you know, we get to celebrate with you, too. So, um, so I understand that. I know there's been some heartache with this game, but, man, we can really live in a moment now where we get to get this game out. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, I'll, I'll, we'll post, we'll Instagram when we're playing this uh, right after we get our copy. So, yeah, please. I, I, what I really hope, because, you know, my vision for Welps, um, for those of you who don't know, we, we had, we did a thousand uh, print run and they were 800 and some odd backers. So there's not a whole lot of copies left over. I think, I think Lamplight's planning on to keep, keeping the majority of that um, and either selling it on their web store or keeping it for part replacements and whatnot. Um, if anything like that comes up. Uh, so there's not going to be a whole lot out there if you didn't back the campaign. And I was really hoping to use this, this game as a springboard um, to kind of launch my design career. And while it did do that, it did that in a way I, I wasn't quite anticipating um, <laughs> with me just getting crapped on for the last couple years online uh, from different people. And not nearly as much as, as the guys at Lamplight have, man, those, right. those dudes are saints. They really are. Uh, Steve has been incredible. Um, uh, Mike has gone through, um, a very, very hard time. I think he has a lot of, a lot of, um, I don't know if guilt's the right word or, or what, but he has, uh, he, he sees this as a failure and, um, he's, he sees it as a personally his failure, uh, because he's kind of the one that's in charge of the money and everything. And, um, he said this took, this project took the joy out of publishing games from him. Uh, and he doesn't ever, what he told me last year was he didn't want to publish anything anymore, but he was going to see this through one way or the other. Now, I, yeah. I don't know if, if he's going to stay away forever because, um, there was a time where he was one of the most, um, positive and outspoken people in the industry that I, that I ever talked to. And, uh, I, I really hope, you know, with this win, he can bounce back and they can, um, they can do the uh, the war game that they've got designed that's in the Welps to Worms universe that'll leverage all of the minis and sculpts that we've created already. Nice. Um, and then I believe the plan, and this could change, so please don't hold this to me because there's one thing I've learned about this project. It's that nothing has been certain uh, <laughs> in the last couple of years. But the plan right now is to um, is to see if we could do that project, get a mass run of those minis, and then go back and fulfill anybody who backed the minis on Welps. And um, I, I be- the, what I heard was at no charge, but I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, but there's still a chance that minis will be coming to the game in the future. Um, and who knows? This may be the first of a few successful print runs of the game if it's very well received. Um I mean, there could be. I mean, I just, I just imagine some type of Firefly cult following. Like, have you heard this game of Whelps of Worms? And they're like, No, how do you get that? Well, you can't get it, you know. And like this whole like underground movement on uh, people making Whelps prototypes at home and things like that. And I don't yeah. know. That's just what I see happening. Yeah, I, <laughs> that'd be you know that'd be awesome. But yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> we uh, just started the revolution just now. Like everybody's did. like, Oh man. We should do that. We should literally willed it into existence just then. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride uh, with this. So I've had a lot of really really awesome highs uh, during the last. I mean, it was four years ago or whatever that we started the development project to this thing. And um, when I when I sold the sold the game to Lamplight, I thought it was great. 
and uh man and then when we backed we, we i think we successfully funded in a day or something like that which i mean was a big deal to me at the time because it was my first ever project but you know people funded 28 seconds now on kickstarter uh it's crazy how quickly people can get up there hmm. um but yeah it was a big deal and i really really hope that once the game gets out there and people have a chance to play it um that uh, they like it and i think that's that's the next big thing because um i don't know i'm i'm worried now that i'm gonna start getting crap for a different reason about this game um, i don't, know. I don't we, know we played it we played it and of course i'm talking to you so i won't yeah. say anything bad about it but um <laughs> uh <laughs> no we we played uh what was it three years ago at wessex tabletop con and uh, we had a great time with it. I mean, I don't. I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about. Had it had it gone under any iteration changes since like that that time when we first saw it at that first uh, convention, or is it pretty much kind of the same game? It's at its core, it's the same game. There's no there's mm-hmm. no major mechanical changes. There was a lot of tuning um, mm-hmm. um, during the uh, before the Kickstarter and actually post Kickstarter as well. There was a lot of people who play tested, and there was like, man, there's some big balance issues specifically with the Red Dragon. Um, and we went through and, and really worked on tuning that up. Um, so that way it's a little, uh, more fair. Yeah. And then we've actually added, and I haven't, I haven't played it. Uh, but Lamplight designed a six player, um, player spot oh. with a new dragon type. And I have not played that at all. Uh, so I'm very interested to in seeing how that's going to work. Um, that was a request by the Kickstarter backers. And, and this is also the joy of being a designer who's kind of, who's kind of given your game to someone else to work on. Like, I think a lot of people think when you're the designer and your name's on the, the cover is designer, like all the decisions, you know, you, you basically made them. But, um, I guess in a way this, like, like the six player and you said there's another dragon too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was only, there's only five colors uh, right. in the chromatic yeah. flight. So I think we added a, they added a purple dragon. Uh, the, actually the backers got to vote on it. Um, Interesting. Did they consult you with any of that, or did they, did they just run with it? They did. They did. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Mike and Steve were very good um, uh, about communicating that, and they didn't want to put anything in the game that I didn't sign off on. So they said, "Hey, here's what we're wanting to do," and I said, "Hey, guys, go for it, man. Let's let's do it." Cool. And cool. Um, with with a player thing like that, at at the worst, uh, six player board games are kind of are, are, are few and far between. I think, at least in my gaming circle um i usually sure. play with three or four anyway so um, and even games that can go up to six you may prefer them at that smaller player count and yeah i can really see whelps uh shining at three yeah that's what that's ho- i'm hoping to get it out at three the first time we play it we, we and that's usually what i shoot for and then if a fourth person jumps in then that's okay too you know right yeah i love it with three um i really like it with four as well um with five it felt like it took just a little too long um, to get back to your turn, and I'm worried mm-hmm. about that being a big problem with six, which is why it wasn't designed for six initially. Right. Uh, right. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's 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 huge news, and um, couldn't have come at a better time uh, personally uh, for me to get that kind of win right now. It's been it's been awesome, and uh, you know I think that I think the podcast because we were talking about this a couple weeks ago with Mike Abrahamson. And uh, I think we talked about like you know you just gotta just gotta think positive, man, and keep that out there. So, look, a couple weeks later, we got some great news on the uh, yeah. on the old front. So, and it's been great. Speaking of your podcast, I don't want to take your job over and just interview you this whole time. But yeah. speaking of, <laughs> you're so good at you're, 
Yeah, well, I'm, this is the first time, I'll be honest, this is the first time I've been on this side, you know, of, of the interview. Usually I'm like you, you know, we're, we're right. hosting and we're, 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 we're interviewing and stuff. So I was thinking to myself, man, like people are like, I'm not that interesting to listen to, but maybe we can make it interesting. You know, I'm sure we can, I'm sure you and I can make this interesting, but, uh, oh, yeah. but I've noticed that LLU, there's been some kind of resurgence with your content, like podcast every week. And um, we did a, the the live stream the other day, so I, I guess the let's level up is on an upswing. Yeah, it's on it. Well, it's it's not. It's definitely on an upswing in terms of content. Well, that's um, what I meant. Yeah, I mean, you're you seem like really energized and and kind of back in the back in the game. Yeah, like we were talking. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Jess Bryan is a member of a very exclusive club, in that he's actually got to step into can uh, to manner level up. And uh, oh, yeah. and sit at the table and game with me here, um, which is anybody who ever wants to play games for more than welcome. Yeah, you to. just got to show up. Yeah. It's really, um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, if you if you show up, you ring the doorbell, say you're supposed to be here, and act like you know people. They're they're really, I mean, and and your family is, was so gracious. Like some of the best hosts that that I've had got to, I got to hang out with Rick and his family uh, all day, and they're like, when is this guy gonna leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were great. I had a blast, man. We need we need to do it again soon, but um, definitely. No, like I was telling you, then I've got I've got time uh, now, and it's it's not something I've been used to. So I'm able to divert energy back into um, the channel and and the podcast, and I'm trying to do some stuff on Twitch right now for the first time in in a, it feels like a year or so and i'm 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 working on some nor designs and it just it feels awesome to not be working almost 60 hours a week and then uh trying to go to school yeah it's just been it, you know it's been tough but i mean we're here now and uh, i'm gonna make the most out of it so i uh, yeah sure. i'm holding myself to weekly uh weekly podcast updates um well that's that's awesome. We we are lucky if we bust out a month, uh, one a month, and so that's um, I'm real I'm real excited. I've I've you know listened to the last few that you did, and um, I was like, man, I got to follow Lance. That's that's kind of gonna be hard, but uh. he's a, he's a hard guy to follow, man. And I actually, well, that's great, you know. Yeah, I actually went back and listened to that podcast, and uh, we kind of we we went all over. There was a journey. I know. I was like, I was like, man, like Rick and Lance have so much in common. Um, Maybe (laughs) maybe Rick and I can make stuff up, you know, like remember when we were kids and, you know. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe you did that thing that one time. It was awesome. I know it was it was so awesome. And I'm kind of still embarrassed about it. (laughs) (laughs) You said you would never talk about it. I'm sorry. If you know, if you are going to break a promise like that, always do it on the air definitely you don't ever yeah the vaguest terms as possible because we still haven't figured out what we're talking about right (laughs) (laughs) well um brian tell us tell us a little bit about you know um you are in the the west texas gaming uh lexicon right with pub meeple where did pub meeple start how did you you know when what is your genesis of gaming give us the whole spiel of what just brian is um for just brian and and the reason why they call me that 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 is uh started the podcast there's two brian's in the you know in the uh in the podcast myself and brian casey and since people can't see us they just started the other guys just started calling us uh started calling him proper brian and um i didn't really know what that meant but it was it was funny and we just kind of it kind of stuck and then 
they were like, well, what do we call you? And I'm like, well, I'm just Brian. And that's, that's where that comes from. And that's, and that's fine. It's, it's become my moniker for the last couple of years. And it's, it's kind of funny, but, um, as far as pub meeple goes, this thing, we didn't really know what we were doing when we started. We, we knew we, well, we thought we were going to do something like a local gaming group that also just had a YouTube presence. Uh, thought we could maybe leverage that for some game designs that Sean had going on. Um, he's my cousin. He's uh, one of the four of us. And um, as we made content, as as we kind of gathered us together and, and, and kept plugging away, we realized that the, the content we were making and the things that we were doing either, I mean, it really didn't fit us and our personality and it wasn't really being consumed and people weren't enjoying it as much as we thought they would. And we started seeing what they were enjoying or what they were consuming, some of the strengths that we did have as a group. And it's kind of slowly transitioned to that. So like on our YouTube channel, you'll see old reviews. You'll see us do some other things. We don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Um, we're we're uh, largely, uh, now we just kind of have a website presence. We still do some stuff for YouTube and we have a, a monthly podcast that we're getting off the ground. Uh, but for the for the most part, we're just four dads that that game and um, two two guys, uh, proper Brian and Sean. They also do some game design. Uh, me and Gary, we're just the pretty faces. We show up and we're, <laughs> we're the eye candy a lot of times. <laughs> but we each have kind of our strength, and we just kind of work a different aspect of uh, of this for people that are outside the Abilene area and um, and. I've, it's 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 just interesting how it's kind of come together. Uh, it, it started out. It seems like it's kind of a vague notion. Like what is this? But for most people, we're a website. Uh, Proper Brian manages a website, and he is amazing. If if you if you hang out on there or do anything on there, that's his baby. Everything you see on there, it's www.pubmeeple.com. Um, he has the board game rank, ranking engine on there, which is awesome. Which, yeah, I mean, it's it's got so much traction. I was so surprised. He, he, he pitched this to us. And I'm like, well, this is cool. You know, we were ranking our favorite, you know, Thanksgiving dinners on it and testing it out and stuff. And and um, I, re- I really didn't understand his vision for it other than it would just be kind of this this algorithm for ranking games. And, man, has that thing taken off. Like, it's incredible how many people are using that. Um, and he's, he's just doing – brilliantly with it and yeah i see mentions on twitter all the time people are like oh man how am i supposed to choose between these two games (laughs) cuff sometimes and you and you know we've done everything from like ranking star wars movies to our favorite beers or whatever um so it's he, he said there's a lot of interesting things that go through it but he's starting to even use that that data and come out with some different um statistics for people to see um you know as as things get dumped into the pool that data gets collected and now we have you know a top however thousand games uh, that people have ranked you know over the four months he's been collecting the data so that's awesome um, it's it's starting to kind of flesh itself out things are starting to move a little bit slower as 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 ranks get you know as as those those top games get harder and harder to knock out so it's really fun to kind of watch it and it's different than like say say some of the bgg stats that you see um but yeah, we got him, and that was that was an awesome move uh, bringing him on board. Uh, since since then, our the face of Pub Meeple's pretty much kind of changed to our website and the content that's there. So, um, do you ever plan on going back and doing some more YouTube stuff? Yes, I do. I I, I uh, that was kind of my thing was the YouTube, and that's 
because I had the the background and the video and right and the uh, the production stuff. So um, when we started, we thought YouTube was going to be the way. We you know we were going to be like everybody else's voice that's that's on YouTube now, and we just were going to just just do it for fun and and try to be in in that mix with everybody else. And um, some things happen. I kind of took a step back for the last couple of years, but uh, we do have uh, a couple things coming up. Uh, actually, my wife and I will be doing a series. The first one will come out maybe in about four or five weeks. So it's it's going to be a slow burn series where about every six weeks or so, uh, she and I are going to do a, a, a series called Date Night where we're going to play a, a two-player game together or a game that we like to play at two players. And um, what's different about this one is instead of just a, a two-player playthrough of a board game, we're this is... What people will know is this is kind of the culmination game after she and I have been on five dates playing the same game the five weeks prior, which is why it kind of comes out a little bit slower because we're going to basically be playing this game once a week on our date night and then come together and film it kind of after she's had, she and I both had some practice at it and a little banter and things like that. So, oh, that's a great um, idea. Yeah, and, and so, so people will kind of get a window on what date night – you know, at, at the beach house looks like, um, when we play board games. And, uh, and so we're going to do that. She's agreed to that. And she's, she seems excited about it. Um, I, I hope she is, <laughs> she's going to do it anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but, and then I have another one, uh, another series in mind that I'm still, I'm still kind of trying to figure out, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be a larger version of our microbrew series that we did where we were teaching, um, at the time, we were, we were trying to find some games that we could teach to people who've never played them, and we teach it to them right there. And that was kind of an idea that I had. Like, I, I feel like I teach games uh, fairly well, mm-hmm. and I have kind of some methods that that get people involved. Until I go to your house and I try to teach Lords of Waterdeep for the life of me, I don't know <laughs> what happened there. But well, it was it was like hour ten uh, and yeah. a few beers uh, <laughs> from what I remember. So. But so, so my idea was using the methods I've, uh, that I like to use, um, do something like that for some bigger, harder games that people sometimes struggle learning or teaching. Uh, but the, the, the catch for that is uh, the people at the table won't have played these games before, just like our microbrew series. Uh, and so, you know, kind of pass or fail, you'll get to kind of see <laughs> if, if I can actually teach some of these harder games. Uh, but the idea is to get people playing, get people involved and and maybe so especially like a lot of the euro games that have a lot of moving parts and a lot of you know switches to flip uh avoiding things like the rule dump avoiding things like um kind of kind of getting bogged down with your nose in a book and getting people playing quickly and understanding strategy uh maybe not at the outset but before you know about midway through the game they start to be able to figure this game out that's um that that's something I'm still working on, but I'm hoping that we can make a regular thing as well. Uh, so it's kind of uh, that's kind of where we are with the YouTube channel. But our podcasts are are probably what we spend most of our time doing now. Yeah, which, uh, Gary, which, is, which Gary's our our host for the podcast. So very solid podcast, man. I really enjoyed you. uh, your last episode about Criticon, and uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, it could have used a little bit more me if I, you know, if I, if I have to critique one thing, but you know, I, I wish it, it would have used you, but you <laughs> skipped out on us this year. Cause I know. 
I don't know. You had to, some obligation with was it your son's birthday? It, I mean, come on. Yo, my birthday that, actually. Your birthday. Yeah. That's even that's not, that's even worse excuse. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I always, uh, I tell you one thing that I've always and I've always struggled with, and, and maybe I'm not struggling, but I always, um, I I have a worry that I'm that I'm not putting the right amount of time in to the right things. Uh, and and what oh, yeah. what I'm trying to say is. What do you feel like you, you're a dad now? You've got what, 19 kids and counting? 19, yeah, yeah, 19, 18 and a half, 19, somewhere in there. You know, where, where do you draw that line of saying, hey, um, now's not Brian's time. This is time with the family that we need to do uh, versus saying, gosh, man, I really would like to get together with the guys, grab a cold drink, and play some board games or whatever. Um, yeah, how do you balance that dad gamer uh, lifestyle? So this is a this is a constant conversation with um, kind of internally with the the four of us at the pub, um, and so and I, I keep saying the four of us. So there's there's myself, proper Brian, there's Gary, and I haven't talked much, but my my cousin Sean, um, who goes by Shuck, Shuck yeah, um, Sean Huck. So it's supposed to be clever, but and he's cool. It, it is clever, uh, but uh, he needs. A, you know what I say? Shuck Shuck needs a monocle. I think he needs a vest and a monocle. <laughs> I think he, he may have one, um, <laughs> but um, you know this is this is a constant conversation with us, especially as we try to get together regularly to play right. games, which is kind of where we've shifted lately. Is we we are trying to play more games, get even bogged down as a as a content creator with just making content and never playing board games. Which for the life of me, I don't know how that. That works, but we we've even been guilty of it. It happens. And it happened to me so for how in the forever. world can you be like a you know a a voice with with any kind of you know knowledge and what we're we're talking about without just you know blowing wind if you're not actually playing games and trying to think about our hobby in a you know in kind of a deeper way and so uh, then you got on top of that we got to produce content on top of that right all of us have families and. We early on we decided that we weren't going to make that compromise, and and so we don't. And sometimes we can't do it, and that's why our content isn't always regular. And uh, that's that's kind of part of doing this as a hobby as opposed to doing this as a job. And I don't think any of us really want to do this as a job. It's an, it, it is the hobby it is, and we we don't compromise that time. Our families will come first, and sometimes we just don't show up. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's very well said, and something that I that I, um, I that I definitely do my best to make sure I'm not being selfish. Um, yeah. It, like uh, the other day, you're, you're going to do a podcast with somebody, and uh, they say, like, "Ah, oh, I can only do it this time." I'm like, ah, man, I'm sorry. Like, not only are my kids up, but like I've spent the last couple of days working on a couple of side jobs, and I haven't even really mm-hmm. seen them. So we're just gonna have to figure this out at another time, kind of thing. Uh, well, there's another piece to it too. You you dream, at least I do, and I imagine most parents dream of playing these games with their kids. Right. One day, you know, you look at your your collection of your wall, and you're like, man, I can't wait to to get that out. Yep. You know, and 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 I'm like, I have a checklist at my work computer at what age kids get to start playing what games, and I'm <laughs> checking my kids off. Like it's so much fun, and and I, I think about that, but you know, there's a side to it where if if they grow up with some with um you know some some kind of bitterness towards my hobby 
then they I might be inadvertently in, in adversely basically keeping them away from my hobby. Right. That yeah. I don't want to play yeah. your games. I don't like your games. Your games have, you know, not been you know, you should have been thinking of me instead of your games, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's a danger. I think that any hobbyist is going to have, no matter what that hobby is, um, workaholics have it. Um, yeah. we hear, we hear those same stories in, in churches with pastors and their kids, just, just not basically saying, I don't, I don't want the values you have because you know, you spend all your time doing that and, and, so so many of my they friends don't say that out story. loud, but they don't say that out loud. But you you know that's you know, you know that's the story. Whenever if you, if you actually get to know them, you get to talk to them. That's the story that comes out, and you know that's a real danger. If if we love this hobby and we want to be passing on like this kind of legacy, um, that we don't we don't abuse it For to, sure. you know, to the degree where our, our children, then I guess I don't want to say rebel against it. It's kind of harsh, but have some kind of bitterness built up around, you know, how dad hangs out with his buds and not me. So, right. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I've, uh, and I hope I continue to, but I, I think I've done a pretty decent job at balancing, you know, my, what I really love to do. And, and, and my family is the top of, of that list, right? There's not much I'd rather do, uh, than hang out with my kids, especially if we're gaming or, um, you know, or doing like crafts or art projects or stuff like that. They're, they're, they're very, uh, interested in all that now, but, um, man, one of my favorite things is seeing my son Regan, um, who was rolling dice at our Dungeons and Dragons game, like two months out of the womb, <laughs> you know, uh, he's been around games all his life, like actually start, uh, to be able to not only understand how games work, but mechanics, but be competitive in a sense that I don't necessarily have to just go on autopilot. I can actually play the game like I'm playing anybody. And uh, there's a challenge here. And that is, it's so cool to see him develop like that. And I can't wait for my daughter Penelope to get, uh, hopefully next year, uh, she's a little bit more like that. Her reading is getting much stronger now. Um, yeah. so, and that's really what it was. It's like once Regan started figuring out like sentence structure and in what words mean, you know, that kind of thing. And not just looking at words that he recognizes, um, but actually understanding that it, it's all kind of fallen into place and it's been so awesome. It is. And it's rewarding to see them, you know, develop a strategy on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it's, um, like since I have an older and, a, and daughter that I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and, um, the five-year-old doesn't always make the optimal move. Yeah. My seven-year-old <laughs> wants to correct her or, or help her. Yeah. And, um, but what's, what's fun is to watch, watch them both and, and, and try to encourage them to think, think through it and to see them suddenly change their strategy because they realize that, Oh, I, I don't need to take the red one because red's my favorite color I actually need to um you know take the green one because this advances me further gets me gets me to my goal a little bit better and and that's like the cool moments those are the moments i'm looking for right now at their age um and and it's really rewarding to see it and and where it's not spoon fed to them so yeah no totally um i we were, we were playing camel up um as a family the other night and my three-year-old daughter actually won, but it was really my wife, uh, kind of playing that as well, you know, but she, mm-hmm. she was able to pick a couple key moments. Like when she bet on the race winner, she called it right out of the gate. 
uh, I wouldn't have taken that action personally, but not only did she take the action, she picked the she picked the right camo, uh, and nice. it was just it was awesome at the end of it that she won. My son was all upset that she he got beat by his little sister, <laughs> and I couldn't have been happier, man. And then we tried. Sure. We did. Uh, what else did we do? We did Ticket to Ride. I think the next night and had a blast with it. So we're pulling out some of the old classics right now as a family, seeing who all is really interested in it, and and it, it's been. Uh, just an amazing experience these last these yeah. last couple months. Uh, cool. So I have a question: Did your son ever eat the anchovies, <laughs> or, or any anchovy? I mean, is that a thing that he's is he like totally into that, or does he, is that just go away? Bon Jovi, man. Um, bon Jovi. He, he, anchovy. He has not eaten the anchovies. <laughs> uh, you have to tell the story now. I'll tell the story. I've made you tell it so many. So we're rolling dice. We're, we're playing dice throne at at. Rick's house and um, it, I can't remember man now I can't oh it was I think we were you mentioned we're about living on a prayer I think you mentioned living on a prayer yeah. that's right because I was rolling the dice you know and we're living on a prayer just kind of threw that out there and uh, and mentioned something about I don't remember but we said the word Bon Jovi uh-huh. like you mentioned you know good old you know got to get some Bon Jovi love or something and what Regan heard was anchovy, <laughs> instead of Bon Jovi. And not only, not only was anchovy now the, the um, I guess battle cry, but it he ended up rolling like sick. That at the next I don't know how many. Yeah, he had a ton know, of it was, damage. It was incredible. Out, yeah. Just it was it was just these incredible die rolls, uh, while he was praying to anchovy. And I, so we went out and bought some anchovies later on, and I don't think he was interested at that point. I, I think the only one that actually ate him was my friend Lem, only because he's he's <laughs> like a grizzled old sailor and he'll eat anything. <laughs> well, next time I'll know if we if, if the dice start rolling. I, actually, I do. I would like a, a rematch on Dice Throne. You could tell him that I'm I'm looking for a another rematch so oh that's such a that's such a fun game man uh i can't wait for season two to get fulfilled it's i think they're almost done with the manufacturing and uh hopefully i'll have that by the end of the year but that is oh cool it's such a neat uh for those of you don't know dice throne is a it's a hybrid of basically yahtzee has has uh um, what six dice five dice how many dice are in yahtzee oh my goodness um we'll say six okay so it's got six i think it's yeah it's got six dice um you play a certain character and you have a, a 30 card deck associated with that that has things and you have a player board uh, and the game itself mechanically is organized just like you're playing a game of Magic the Gathering uh, but rather than um, uh, laying down mana you basically roll your dice and you try to resolve certain symbols to do certain things that correspond on your player board and then you deal damage so you, it's I think it's best one on one but you can play it free for all you can play it any sort of any sort of uh, magic um, uh, playing type that you would normally see in a, in a card shop, you can probably play two v two. It works really well. Um, it's just great. There's there's six characters in um, that are all mechanically very different from each other in in season one, and I think there's eight coming out in season two. Um, and it's it, yeah. When season two drops, we'll we'll have to have to plan another trip down there. That. That was really fun, so I'd like to try that out. Yeah, I'm actually going to do something on YouTube right now. I'm working on a um, one of my favorite board games right now. Still, since since Talk showed it to me, is role player. So I'm working on some role player mm. content, and then I've got Dice Throne coming just behind that. It's just um, nice. 
it's just finding the time right now to, to make sure I edit. I want to anything I put on YouTube now that's board game related. I want to take a lot more time in editing um, because I never really used to do that. So I'd have a lot of hard cuts and I have a lot of bad lighting. So I really just want to try to polish things up a little bit more now that I have the time nice. to spend on it. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Cool. Yeah. What are you playing right now? Anything? Uh, we just finished a game. Uh, Gary, Sean, and I finished a game of um, Signoria. Signori. Yeah, I think it's called Signoria. Um, Signoria. I'm saying. I'm probably saying it all wrong. It's Italian, uh, and I don't speak Signora? Italiano. Is that what it is? Like lady? No, well, no. These are well. It, it. I think it's pronounced that way, like the Spanish word. But this. This is a um, like Italian Renaissance. The Signoria or Signora whatever they are it's like s-i-g-n o-r-i-e oh maybe? yeah okay. but they were yeah signoria i don't know but they um they were nobles in the in the italian renaissance and the government there instead of being like like a monarchy kind of situation or um the, what it was was more like these uh these these nobles uh basically having power in the in the region through the guilds and things like that or whatever but anyway it, the, the game was hilarious and I, I lost as i as i do but uh you know sean and gary they're 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 really mechanically minded they're really into the the euros and i'm kind of growing in on them too but uh they're playing this game and i just just by the way they're talking and the way they're they're strategizing i can tell that they are very cons- like just thinking about the mechanics which is probably why they won. But like, I flip this switch, I do this thing, I push that thing over there. But I'm looking at the theme of the game, and I'm just laughing. Like, this thing is hilarious to me. I want to play it again, and um, because the the currency is or the the resource isn't just your your money, your florins. It's um, it's also the the people that you have, like the 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 men and women in your family. So the men you you send off to get trained up to send on diplomatic missions and the women you arrange marriages and you have you have boy meeples and you have girl meeples and uh, and so they become this currency in the game where you're just spending oh i got to do this action and in some actions you spend meeples to do an action with another meeple so i got to spend three boys to send one like to send another boy off to war and you know um it just seemed it just seemed really funny to me. I'm, I'm like, you know, my mind just coming up with Monty Python um, kind of scenarios to, <laughs> to address the theme on why am I spending these boys? Uh, There's one action where um, you can change uh, a boy meeple for a girl meeple. And I'm just just, you know, they, they're like, well, th- you know, thematically, somebody you send one off from your family and bring the others like, no, no, this this there's a funnier answer to this guys and you guys are just not seeing the humor in in this game but it it was it was a great game i I would recommend this game to anybody who likes uh, heavier euros Uh, i really enjoyed it um and and i can't wait to to play it again but but man like yeah it was it was a it was kind of a, a trip to kind of thinking of the the story that we were telling while we were marrying off daughters and and sending sons off to uh, whatever country to fix their issues. It was, it was good. Oh, that sounds awesome. I need to check that one out. Yeah. yeah um, we, but we've been doing that and I've, I, I think I have been kind of on more of a Euro kick lately um, than, than I have been in the past, which is uh, kind of, I would say, I would say I was never out of my skin in them, but it wasn't something I would gravitate towards. But I think, I, I think I've been enjoying that now. Maybe it's a phase that I'm just going through. I don't know. 
but um, I really I played it. I really love those heavier Euro games. Um, I mean, I, I think there's some of the best games that I've ever made or, or fall within that genre. It's just that I don't have the players around me to really support that. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's the thing that's that's kind of nice about where we are is um, a lot of the guys in the pub specifically are real flexible in that way. Um, and then even we, I mean, Abilene has a really good playing community for board games. Um, I know San Angelo also has a really strong gaming community as well. Uh, I don't know exactly what the dynamic is there in San Angelo other than, you know, your core group and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's, it's mostly D and D and magic. There's right board. They'll have uh, like all the shops will have a board game night, but most of the time that breaks down into the magic draft or something. We have some good. I mean, we just have some players here that are not only available, but that's their jam. Yeah, and um, and then we have the the guys who uh, play war games in their house. And the trick is, you have to figure out where they are. It's like right. the it's like <laughs> the uh, traveling uh, dice game that you see in Guys and Dolls, like the illegal. You know, like where are they going to have it this week? I don't know. And and that's kind of. Um, because they're not always played at the game store, and so you kind of have to know somebody to, that knows somebody to get into, to like a, um, you know, some of the miniature games or something. But, um, but yeah, this I mean I've learned block warfare games here in Abilene, which uh, has has never been on my radar, and I enjoy them now. Um, and I've, I've, of course, got into the Euro games. My my love for games. It, goes further back into more like a, a dungeon crawl kind of thing oh, and same. So, yeah and so it's that's what i always thought of a board game should be like when i'm looking for a board game that's what i was that's what i originally was looking for um kind of bring back the old hero quest days and that kind of thing but um but i'm really enjoying uh, kind of stretching stretching out a little bit into some different genres of games and and kind of seeing what the appeal is to them. So. Yeah, totally. I actually was fortunate enough this weekend, I got together with my good buddy James Gibson, um, and he is uh, he actually is the, the guy that started the San Angelo Nerdery. Um, right. And, and him and his son came uh, came by, and we played Terra Mystica three players. And it's the oh, f- nice. first time I got that game on the on the table in, jeez, uh, probably a year and a half, maybe two. And I just forgot, like, how, how strong of a game that thing is, man. It's, it is... It is awesome. Um, got my butt kicked, but man, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've only got to play that once, and I played it on a live stream. And yeah, I don't think I remember doing so well, but but it is one of those. I mean, that's a game that has a lot of a lot of switches to flip. Yep. And your first your first go at it, uh, I feel like if you if if you have learned how to not offend the rules, then you did pretty good. <laughs> and then on your next play, maybe you can start developing a strategy or something. But yeah. Yeah, that's another thing about those Euro. Like, it's my wife is much uh, more open to gaming now. I I think um, uh, there was a while where I would try to explain things to her, and um, I don't I don't know if I was you know the term mansplaining, and if I was doing that, but she she would just check out after a while and just like no, I don't want to do this at all. Uh, so I've, I adapted a, a, a softer approach when uh, trying to teach the rules and whatnot. And since she's she's actually really, I think, starting to like the hobby and like like gaming a lot more. Um, she's even playing video games now, which is really weird to see because she's never That's done cool. that before. Um, but like, it's it's hard to teach her 
a euro just because it is there are so mechanically involved. Uh, but Terra, yes. Terra Mystica, we sat down and played it. The first time I ever played it was with her, and we went through it together. And uh, it was basically two weeks of like, hey, this game's heavy, but I really want to play it. You want to play it? Let's do it. You know, kind of thing. And uh, she ended up beating me by like twenty points. And at the end, I was like, man, that game is awesome. What'd you think? And she was like, eh, I was okay. Like I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But oh, if man. she's coming around now, like uh, I think that um, like I've got Founders of Gloomhaven coming. Um, it was on sale and cool stuff for I think thirty dollars, um, and I picked that up nice. along with um, Who Goes There, and I think nice. I think Reef and that sh- that should have actually been here today, but I guess with the weather, it'll probably be here yeah. tomorrow. Um, so I'm excited about trying to play that soon because Gloomhaven is incredible. Yes, it is. Very much so. Yeah, the founders founders looked like something that I would probably be getting in, more into now than when they first announced it. You know, um, what's interesting though is I find myself getting into older games now because it's a it's almost a like I've known these games were there. I've played piddled around with a few of them, but now that I'm trying to immerse myself more on the other side of the spectrum, uh, I'm I'm finding these gems that other people have known about for a long time, but I'm just now getting out, and that's that's what's I mean I, it's fun for me. In this hobby, since if as long as you don't have like an ego or think that you have to kind of know all these billions of games that are out there, you can really enjoy discovering um, some of these older games, and that's where oh, I am sure. right now. And it's fun. Like we just, I just learned about Concordia. Uh, we we uh, yeah, I've never played it. We've mentioned it a few times on a podcast, and we were joking about the box art. And it's one of those games I recognized when I saw it, but never played it. Yeah. And after that podcast, I was like, you know, let's play this game. And it was it was really good. It was so good. I was like, I I want to own this game now. Like, and and it just it it's it. Other people have are like, well, of course this is good. You know, of course Terra Mystica is good. Yeah. These you know, but uh, in, until you actually kind of put yourself out there and you know, kind of make yourself willing to step outside your your box a little bit. Uh, you, I mean, which is fine. Some people aren't comfortable or know they don't like that. Uh, Sean's like that. Mike, uh, Shuck, he's, he's, he knows what he's going to like and he knows what he's not. And he's kind of a, he's kind of a rules whisperer that way. I mean, he can read, read stuff and, and start analyzing it. And he, he kind of knows his jam me. I really have to get in there and get my hands dirty, you know, and, and really play with the game first before I really know if it's going to, if it's going to be good for me. So. Yeah, I'm the same way. I can't. Um, I mean, I've played enough games now to know like there are mechanics that I like uh, versus ones that I that um, or that I love versus I like rather because I I, I like most every type of game, um, uh, but I really have to see it. And, and theme actually, while it shouldn't mean a whole lot to me, it does too. So having oh, having does. the right mechanics with a with a theme that really clicks. With those mechanics, it doesn't have to necessarily be a theme that I'm really drawn to. It just has to make sense. Right. Like uh, my wife, we went to a board game night um, the other night at a friend's house, and my wife was playing Chilling with Bob Ross or whatever. And uh, it's just one of those themes that just like, oh, that's really neat. Like, uh, uh, I forgot what we were playing, but I kept looking over at her and, uh, and just making sure that she was having fun. But it was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like as a uh, as a, I don't know if it was a content creator or if it's just my like super addictive personality. Whenever I get into something, like I get all the way into it, and it, sure. it kind of consumes me. So when I started getting into tabletop, 
I uh, I was like, oh man, I really want to get some of these games. So I looked up twenty of the best games and read about them. And I bought you know I bought all the hits at the time: Settlers and Carcassonne and and Ticket to Ride. And I think Lords of Waterdeep was one of my first acquisitions. And uh, Say Anything and Wits and Wagers. That was my first five games or whatever. And uh, it was a little bit of everything, so I wanted to try out a lot. And then mm. from there, it seemed like every few weeks I was getting another shipment of games like that. And then eventually, it's to the point now where I've still got games in shrink, and I'm not—I'm probably not going to call any of them. Although I, I probably should, uh, because I am still a collector at heart. But yeah, it's awesome to go back and just look at it, pull something off the shelf that you haven't played in a year or so, and oh, uh, yeah. like fall back in love with it, like. Do you, do you ever ask yourself like why don't I play this more? I mean, we All the time. that that comes out a lot in in these games, and of course the answer is obvious. But um, you know, we, we I think Gary and I were teaching someone to play it burned out on it a while back. Oh, sorry, you broke up a little bit right there. What was that? And then we were playing um we we broke out Small World. Oh um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, which which we got kind of burned out on that game a few years ago, but we were teaching somebody new and we we're trying to find something new to play and um uh, for for this person and we broke it out and after we were done, we just both Gary and I looked at each other and we was like, "Man, that game was awesome. Like we had a really good time with it. Why don't we do this game more often, you know?" Small World is incredible. Um it was another very early acquisition of mine and um it, it, I don't know. It has a special place in my heart, only because in my in my Welps prototype, I used the gold from Small World as gold for Welps. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was a. Uh, I mean, just just mixing up how each race gets their own trait and it's all randomized so you can get um I, I forget some of them now, but you can get like the bloodthirsty halflings, right? Or the or the um and how all of those kind of make their own mythology as you're playing the game. And yes. uh, I play with a lot of role players. So it's always, there's always a story, right? Whenever oh, they go into invade and like, it's just, it's just a great time. That is actually one mm. too, that I probably need to show Regan. Cause we haven't played that one together yet. Uh, that's one reason why it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's, it's, I would even call that like an intro gateway style game. Mm-hmm. If it's taught right. I mean, it's such a simple concept. Um, and I think I think Regan's a good age for that. I mean, he can he can best me at dice throwing. I think I think he's ready for small worlds. So. He's yeah, he's lucky like his old man. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know how many times we play in a game, and I'll just top deck what I need to win. <laughs> like uh, like oh, here it goes, guys. That one thing that I needed to that I had a one in forty two chance to pull from the top of this thing. I just got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, every time I do it, my wife always rolls her eyes and. Uh, uh, just because she's used to it now, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. It's it's fun, but he's like that too. He'll just he's like, man, I really need this thing to happen. I'm like, okay, well, let's see it. Draw the card or roll the die or whatever it's going to be, and then he'll land whatever he needed to. Uh, it's fun. Uh, so, is there anything going on right now? Um, you guys already have the next podcast kind of in the pipe. Uh, yes, uh, we recorded the other night. Uh, that's ready to go. It's um, going to be a po- uh, episode about uh, store- storing games of all things, and and then Sean does an area control. He he does one of our favorite segments um, where uh, so so these guys that that I keep talking about, they really they're really the engine behind the pub, and um, Sean has this mind and Brian too uh, that they can design games, they can read games, they can analyze data. And they they actually enjoy it, uh, and so Sean does this thing where we we 
uh, I'll send him our list of our top game of some uh, of some. Ga- I'm sorry, our top thirty whatever games in a particular game mechanic, and then he does some things with the with the data that basically just creates fun conversation for us because a lot of times we're hating on a game that somebody else ranked number one huh. uh, among our group and so we get a little banter there or we or we get some really interesting stats that are just kind of all over the place and so we're doing area control in the next podcast um and and uh, it's just one of our favorite segments that we do so that one's coming out um i think uh i don't know that we have i'm just kind of going down my this is what I don't I don't think that we have anything on the game design front coming up except that uh of course we do have uh no looky no peaky on our website that is done, but I think Sean is is working on his space perimeter game and uh kind of taking that back to the uh back to the drawing board to get where he wants it to be. And I, I know as a game you know as a game designer, I don't because I'm not a game designer, but you know as a game designer like kind of the emotional anxiety that comes through having to let go of the things you love in a game uh, so you can make this game better and that's kind of where he's come to in space perimeter is that, so i'm excited for him is that the game oh man i don't remember if it was if it was chuck that showed this to me at all at west texas tabletop or not uh, but is that the one where you're actually building a, a space station and you have the tiles yes. to lay down Okay. Yeah, it's a tile lane game, and um, he and I, back before we were Pub Meeple, we were running um, around uh, weekly. We would we would do these jogging, trying to stay fit and in shape. We were, we were kind of we, back then. We were really optimistic about our health, and um, we were running <laughs> regularly. And we would just talk about games, and that was one of the brainchild games that um, he and I that he came up with as we were bouncing ideas back and forth. And so that was like way back when he's. He kind of goes on and off with this one. Um, he has a lot of he and him and, and proper Brian too. They have a lot of really interesting game concepts, just kind of on the back burner. Um, and and I, re- it's really fun playtesting their games. It's even more fun when I when we get to see uh, people blind test it that isn't us, and then give them feedback, and then them change something, and then we get to play it again. Um, you know, and yeah, that's awesome. We so that so Criticon's been great for that, and. Um, and it's it's yeah oh that's great man uh i wish i wish Chuck... so that's kind of where he is with that one okay cool cool so. sorry it, uh, it cut out again and i thought you were <laughs> i thought you were done with that point but uh, i definitely wish I... Chuck the best with that and you guys yeah. all of you guys yeah. oh that's strange you cut out again sorry Maybe I, I should stop uh, pretending it's cutting out. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can hear me now, though? <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, that'd be the worst. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. prank. Hello, are you there? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, okay, cool, man. Well, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, I always like to try to uh, to end things or wrap things up with the guests leaving some words of wisdom. And, oh, my uh, goodness. And last week, Lance almost made me cry, so don't worry about making it uh, uh, super yeah. emotional or whatnot. Usually it's like oh, live long and prosper or down. whatever. But, uh, Let deep- me look some stuff up online and see if there's anybody smarter than me. Um <laughs> I, you know, I asked myself that question once. Is there anybody smarter than me? Turns out there's not. 
and that's the words of wisdom for this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I guess uh, I guess if I had to say anything to anybody, it would just uh, you know be kind and uh, and and be welcoming in your gaming groups because that at the end of the day, you know that's really what makes this hobby fun is the people and and so I I think sometimes gamers get kind of a bad rap because we do, we are peculiar at times or people don't have the social graces, but, um, but man, if, if you can, if you can really build a community around this, you'll see some special things happen. And it's, it's really cool. Those relationships are more important than our games we're playing anyway. So 100%. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a, this is a hobby that is, that should be, uh, completely unbiased, uh, to anything it is, I mean, um, with games like Nyctophobia now, you don't even need to be able to see the Playboard games. Um, <laughs> it's it, it is something that is truly special, I think, in that because it's one of the only hobbies I think that is so welcoming to to pretty much anybody who has an inkling of an interest uh, to want to join it. So always be sure when you're out there to to extend that grace, make people feel welcome, and uh, make sure they're having fun. Uh, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's, that's, that's checking your own ego a little bit, which I've had to do yeah. plenty of times throughout the years. You might even surprise yourself. You might even have a little fun too. So for sure. Well, Brian, man, thank you so much for being on the no, show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You guys check out Brian, uh, at pubmeeple.com and at pubmeeple at Twitter. Um, it's not at Twitter. It's on Twitter. Whatever. I'm an old man now. It's I don't know technology. Somewhere on the, on the twitting thing. Yeah. On the, t- on the Twitterverse. Uh, the guys at Pub Meeple are awesome, and they're help keeping the uh, the West Texas gaming scene very strong over in Abilene. Uh, and uh, man, honored to call you a friend, man. Appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Rick. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. We certainly appreciate you, and certainly appreciate you, and hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this is the part of the show where I stumble over every word I say, uh, which is always fun for everyone. But uh, hope you guys liked it. Until next time, thank you, and game on.